just a soul whose intentions are good. Oh Lord, please don't let me be welcome to Crudely Drawn Swords, <laughs> the actual play podcast of high adventure, low dice rolls and intermediate levels of terrible puns. I'm your host and GM, Ben Moxon, and with me, as has been known to happen in the past, are four people of whom the least and last is Stuart. Who plays Tristan T. Wilde? Oh, clever. Clever segue. Wait, not a segue. And Pete. Uh, yeah, who plays uh, Adam Eagleang, the gunslinger. And Gwyn. Uh, I'm Gwyn, and I play Percival Cleft. And Ali. Can't wait, believe I had to wait so long. I play Enigma. <laughs> They've been in an enormous queue. <laughs> an enormous, long, royalist oh. queue. Enigma's natural home. Crazy humans. Got to do something with the bank holiday. <laughs> Fair play to Her Majesty. Two bonus bank holidays in one year. I respect that. I wish you weren't Mondays. Yeah, Garfield agrees. Also, I saw it pointed out that Boris Johnson must be gutted. That I he, kept uh, thinking that, and it's so good. That he's not there. But honestly, she would have hung in there another 10 years just to be rid of him. <laughs> like, pretty sure the fact that it was the day after is a strong indicator. She was just there out of spite. My work here is done. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I reckon the other one poisoned her. Well, that's plausible, of course. Trust. Classic, classic trust. That's the one. Do whoever that Come prime on. minister is. There's, I mean, obviously, there's no evidence of that. I mean, <laughs> circumstantial evidence. You'd have found her next to the silver tray in the cup where she'd accidentally poisoned her own cup. <laughs> that is true. Come on. Come on. This is Liz Truss. She can't pull off her poisoning. This is Crudely Drawn Swords, the podcast of satire. Yeah. <laughs> Subtle satire. Subtle. Subtle on the nose satire. We're just saying it like it is. One crazy Elizabethan fact I did learn today was that the first prime minister she was queen to was born in 1874 and the last wow. one was born in 1975. That's mad, isn't wow. it? Whoa. So that's like a century of prime ministers. I don't think when that one was a baby, he was a prime minister. He was a prime minister, yeah. Winston Churchill, yeah. he was born looking like that. <laughs> that does make sense. <laughs> <laughs> one thing I did like from, and we ended up accidentally watching a whole evening of Queen stuff, apparently. Oh uh, it was God. the Queen in her own my words. And it was when, at the ending of World War II, when everyone was celebrating in the streets, she did the classic fantasy novel thing of dressing in civvies, pulling her hat down and mingling with people in the streets. And she said, no <laughs> one knew who we were. pretending that she's not it really a princess. Amazing. Yeah, it was amazing. That and is... I was like, oh, I, I very much I like that. I can't even believe that. It's not a thing that <laughs> She was like, we were really worried that people would know who we are, but we were walking arm in arm in street with stra down the street with strangers dancing. And I was like, it does happen like every <laughs> fantasy novel ever. <laughs> I was like, okay. People give way less of a shit about things than you realise. When last we saw our heroes, they awakened beneath Arushar, took the great crystal elevator up to the city a little too fast mm. and flung themselves into the temple. As they returned to the city, it transpired that there was a delegation from the Ice Watchers who would only speak to the Knight Commander and... Also, they had retrieved 600-odd church knights and brought them up to Arashar. So there is a significant contingent 
including Preceptor Arroyo. Right. So the Hawks were able to catch up with some old friends to talk to the very helpful Grants's Fraffin, Ice Priest, and straight down the line kind of guy who just wants to fix some problems. They agreed to allow them to set up their portal stroke wardrobe just outside the city so that Percy and Hector could have a conversation. Oh, yeah. As the episode ended, there were signals from the walls that a fleet was approaching. <laughs> and it transpires that the Drakengard have come sailing out of the north. So I think maybe a good place to start might be as the lead ship of this fleet draws into the harbour. So we're in the west harbour <laughs> of uh, <laughs> Arisha. The one on the left, yeah? <laughs> the one on the left, yeah. The bigger one. Port side. Yeah, the, this is the main commerce harbour because the east harbour only really accommodates trade going across towards northern Maresca. And if a ship was leaving for the Salt Desert, it might leave from the East Harbour. But otherwise, there's not much cause. Most trade from the archipelago comes through the West. And so the lead ship of this fleet, it's sleek, low-lying. I don't have a good word for it. Like, the phrase I was going to use is, it looks almost junky. But that sounds like it's on drugs. And what I mean is, it looks a bit like a junk, but kind of sleek, a bit lower lying than you might think of for that. This is a sleek warship, but with the kind of square rigged sails you might see on a junk with the like horizontal beams across them. And this ship pulls in like really neatly, does like a skid stop at one of the jetties along the harbour side. And as they arrive, I'm figuring like a delegation from the city is coming down. Percy's definitely going to be with that as Knight Commander. I, I would think that would be a good reason for the Hawks to be there. And so as this delegation comes down to the quay and this ship comes in and moors up at the jetty, lures a gangplank and a relatively short gentleman shiny bald head big moustaches and a red tabard and he comes down this game plank and says this is the city of the dragon right um yes quite right very good very good i am karen rice i'm the commander of the dragon guard well very good to have you along we are here to protect your dragon well excellent um we'd be, be pleased to have you very good I have all of the Crimson Spears here. That is roughly 2,000 fighters. Fantastic. And experienced mercenaries, we have hired ourselves out across the archipelago. Many veterans, many skilled people, but we all share a calling of the Drakengard, and the call has gone out. Quite right. Um, uh, do you have much experience fighting dragons? We have. Literally none. <laughs> but we do have a bunch of notes from a cool ancient book. We were hoping that uh, everyone here would know a bit more about it. Well, why don't we start by having a look at those notes um, and seeing if there's any gaps that 
um, we can fill each other in with. Yeah, and so he like raises a hand and several robed scribes come down carrying like big wooden boxes that they're then able to open up. These are notes we have made upon the text. And as you start to go through them, you th- you realise this is like a slightly mangled version of what you wrote in the C codex. Imagine it's slightly Chinese whispered, mm-hmm. but then there are like volumes of commentary on it as well. And people speculating on maybe this means that, or maybe it means the other. Oh, you shouldn't read the comments. You should have switched those off. Jeez. It's going to be brutal. Um, can I have a quick look through those comments, though? What's uh, What are they... Oh, of course, of course. What is it these guys are sort of expecting when they, they get here? I mean, is it literally just to meet us and be told what to do, or do they have... They conjecture that there's probably some kind of dragon nest where the dragon's hanging out. In fact, as you're looking at it, he's looking up at the city, he's like... Dragon sleeps in that big bowl, right? Yeah, not not quite. Um, and uh, I tell you what, let's give you a, a little tour of what we think's going on um, at the moment. But I mean, certainly the the mercenaries that that you brought uh, and the, the call that you've answered is uh, is very well received. Uh, what do you know of the threat uh, that we face? Anything at all? We know that the Drake is coming. Yes. The name is recorded clearly. And that it seeks to destroy the last dragon and undo everything. Um, and the, the mercenaries that are assembled here, is this the full strength of your order? Or are there others that we should be expecting? No, this is our order. We have brought all we have. We actually have a few. We have sister and brother orders around the world. And we have a few survivors from the Dragoon Guard as well. I see. Um, do you have any ways of communicating with any of these others? What would be useful for us now, uh, sort of immediately before we uh, show you what's going on here, is to uh, have an idea about what is coming and when? From the north, we are everything. And I believe we cover the east as well. What you know of this continent that is your knowledge. We are not from here, but from the archipelago, we are the contingent there. Very well. So um, let's give you a little tour then. If you would probably, let's not just sort of sit on our hands. If you could get your order out of the docked up um, and and landed. Of uh, course. There is a contingent of um, church knights that are camped just down towards the east of the of the city. Right. Uh, perhaps for the moment, if some of your generals talk to some of mine, and we can we can get everybody sort of taken down there, and that's where we can muster for the time being. And then if we need to strengthen any other areas, then we can come back and work out who is best to uh, to do that. Very good. It shall be done. And he turns and he like shouts a few commands up to his ship. And you see them starting to, like, flag messages over to the other ships of the fleet. And so you can see movement starting around the fleet. And he says, they will come in. My people have the order. So, what is this city we must protect? 
what is this home? This is the the city of Abu Shah. Um, we'll give you a little tour of it, but uh, the um, the core of the city uh, sits at the northernmost um, section of this particular peninsula, um, and the large sort of constructed bowl uh, that you can see is what holds you know, the uh, the courtyards and perhaps the um, what would be in sort of finer times, slightly more sort of upmarket up districts. Ah, the fancy part. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, now, of significance to us, uh, there's two things, I, I believe. Well, three, I guess. So the, the, the third being sort of the general layout of the city, uh, as it is at the moment. So say, the, the core of the city is defended by this big bowl, and it's got a big wall around it, uh, with sort of towers sort of clutching at that bowl. Um, and there's a large, large population centre inside there. However, that is um, on the end of the peninsula, takes up the, the entire breadth of the, the peninsula. So it's, uh, it's water from uh, both the west left port and the east right starboard, um, as well as the, uh, <laughs> the bit on the top as well. Uh, so the only way to make your way into that bowl would be to come up um, from the south. Uh, now the the city has sort of sprawled and expanded to the south, uh, where you have um, quite a large population base, probably bigger than that that's encapsulated by the walls itself, um, based just down there. So I see. So I see. Anything, yeah, anything that was coming to assault the the core of the city would need to come through those, well, effectively sort of residential uh, sort of districts first. Um, there are two main lines of um, infrastructure that would aid that. The first one sort of being a um, road that uh, runs directly south out of the, the core of the city, um, and that's got slightly less in the way of built-up areas around it, so that would probably be where you'd choose to move any sort of forces. Um, and just to the west of that, there is a, a canal, um, which you believe is dry at the moment is that right no the canal is running again you cleared it it's running again okay so there was a, a canal and the, and the canal runs all the way into the uh, uh into the core of the city um so if it's running then i guess that would provide a a natural barrier that would be sort of slow any sort of crossing down so so that actually uh, sort of cradles the the bigger population centre, which is between the the docks where um, you've landed. We're about to walk now, um, and uh, and the uh, the canal itself, uh, the roads beyond that, and then there's a sliver um, of um, residential areas, sort of just beyond that. Uh, so that's the general layout of the city. So, do you anticipate an army? Well, this is what we'll come on to in a second. The, the other two significant things um, that we are looking at here is we have a big device that we'll go and show you in a moment um, called the Antikythera. That is counting down to something. Um, currently, we think that we probably need that to count down to whatever it's counting down to. Um, and that is um, that will help satisfy some of our um, some of our goals uh, in order to um, do some of the things that we need to do. Um, just above that there is a watchtower um, and there is an access from that watchtower uh, sort of down. Um, if we wanted to make contact with the dragon itself then that is probably the entrance that we would use. So, so I guess 
the question really is what's coming at us. Um, now, I think we've probably just worked on the assumption that it's the Drake, but it, it might well not just be the Drake. He might well have um, gathered a, some sort of force or army of, of his own. If it is just the Drake, then presumably he's going to go straight to that watchtower, which sits sort of just north of the, the bowl, um, and try to um, scramble his way down and do whatever he wants to do, or just blast a big hole right through that. Uh, if actually then he's bringing sort of more than, than just himself, then they are going to need to fight their way up through the whole of the city, effectively. Um, we also don't especially know whether the um, the Antikythera, the device that I was talking about, um, may or may not be a, a, a target for the Drake as well. Um, I don't. I think that is effectively just a device that is like an indicator tracking something else. I, I don't think it will necessarily sort of stop anything, but it would make life hard for us uh, if suddenly that was uh, wiped out. We wouldn't be able to tell how long we need to hold out for anything like that. Um, right, the Drake has been in this land. The Drake has been crossing the great continent, the great cat. Yes. Yes, that we, we understand so, that the Drake has already destroyed um, two dragons. Is that right, team? Yep. Yes. I believe you're on three. Oh. Three, two okay. and no more, Percy. I assure <laughs> you of the numbers. I double-checked them myself. Of course, you've been out for like several weeks. And these are really up-to-date numbers, Percy. This is the newest information we've got. And we can relax. It's only two. We've got one in the bank. What we know is that in order to... Well, no army individually has been able to stand against the, the Drake at the moment. So this is where we are attempting to make a, a stand. Um, and this is why right. we have a, a combined force. Um, and where your efforts can be best put in uh, as well standing with the rest of us of course so in a nutshell that is that's the lay of the land big defensible bowl in the middle big squishy residential area that any army would have to go through um, and probably the targets of anything is going to be that antikythera device which is on the north of the bowl and then just beyond the bowl itself uh, onto the very tip of the peninsula the watchtower that leads down into the, the drake that we're attempting to to defend. What we really, really need now, I think, is some kind of reconnaissance to give us an idea about whether or not it is just the Drake or whether there are additional forces. Now, if you say that you have a chapter in the East or something like that, are you able to make contact with them? Or um, is there any way that you might be able to get a report as to what actually has been going on over there? I'm assuming that they were defending a dragon of some sort. What we heard of the Dragoon Guard was a disaster. They were, well, sort of a disaster. They were able to repel the beast for a time, but very few survived. However, uh, it means that we do have some reports of how its attack has gone in the past. Very well. Um, well, that would be would be useful. Do you know whether they were attacked simply by the Drake, uh, or was there any other complementary forces that went along with that? This was the Drake alone. Okay. So perhaps this is not so bad in that regard. Also, we have several ballistas designed for bringing down vast flying creatures. So consider where best to place these. Are they mounted to ships or can they be transported onto land? They can be 
constructed where we need them. We were prepared for a land campaign here, or a land defence. Okay. Um, do you have any fast ships that would be able to sail up the coast uh, and set up some kind of advance party to alert us as to what was incoming? Yes, we can. Uh, we can send some scout craft with reaching scrolls. Excellent. Let's do that first. Of course. He like calls back down to his captain. He says some things. He's speaking one of the archipelago languages, so you can't make out what it is, but you can hear commands being relayed across the fleet. They seem pretty well ordered. They seem like a very disciplined group. As an experienced knight yourself, Percy, you definitely get the feeling that they're a real asset to have on hand. Let's speak to Vesta Hawks very quickly. Yeah. Um, do you think we should be evacuating all of the civilians from here? Uh, they can look after themselves, I'm sure, as trampling through their lands fighting a dragon won't um, disrupt their day. We may have time to well, put together a, a caravan that sends them south. I mean, even if even if they're just a day's travel en masse out of here, then it might mean they don't get torched by Drake. That's probably a good idea, to be fair. We might be able to do some kind of illusion to keep... I don't know if he'd attack them as they were leaving. You know, he is a little shitbag, so he might. He's, only, he's coming from the east, isn't he? Yes. So if we send them south, he... I mean, I think he'll be able to see yeah, them. Yeah. He did have word of these kind of vine man-beasts coming up from the south. Oh, yeah, Ben had already thought of that, so... Uh... <laughs> yes, I think there is an army of one of the kind of fae coming. Send yeah. them out into ships in the west. Get these soldiers to load up all the people onto their ships while they come into the city. Maybe not all the ships. Wasn't there some dwarf tunnels somewhere? But there's an entire dwarf city beneath. Oh yeah, we can send them down there. We send them the down there. Is, their dragon is there though. But perhaps they have a safer route. Isn't there like connections yeah. between the dwarven cities? Yeah. Yeah, there's a whole kingdom beneath, so that is definitely a viable option. I mean, is that? I mean, is that realistic to to ask people to do that, Percy? To to evacuate through the Dwarven Tunnels. Don't forget, they like the Drake here and think the Drake's a good guy. <laughs> uh, well, but they probably don't like the other things that are happening. True. I mean, I think that if we if we keep people busy, then that will give them something to focus on, won't it? Is he doing what? Shuffling down to the Dwarf City and taking some refuge down there. And do we want to offer them the chance to fight to defend their city? Like, they might want to. Well, naturally, but, but there will presumably be large numbers that are... Uh, either not going to want to do it or um, incapable of that. Yeah. I'm thinking that those that refuse, like, if we can reduce the population enough to bring them up into the bowl, where we might have a better chance of at least keeping them out of the way of being in the middle of a rampaging horde, then that's probably advantageous. Like, send all the ones down to the dwarves that we can. Mm -hmm. Anybody that refuses to go there, then at least we can say, take shelter behind the walls. We may even, if we can anticipate how we are going to be attacked, if they're running through that built-up area in the south, then we can prep some of the buildings so that we could set them on fire or trap them in some way. The people? Great idea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's like, so basically we're going to go up to some people and go, hey, leave your houses, we want to set them on fire. Yep. Take anything 
you like unless it's flammable. <laughs> yeah, we... In which case, please leave it. <laughs> if you just leave your bottle of olive oil, <laughs> I assume you'll have olive oil. This is olive oil country. So what do we know that's coming out? So we, so we know that the drake is coming from the east and you say there's an army of Canavir Fey coming up from the south. Is, is that... Do you know how far away the Canavir Fey are time-wise? You don't exactly. You know they were following the knights coming north. Is there a way that we can scry for this? You could try. Do we have scouts or anyone that could... We have a magpie. Because presumably that, that information came from somewhere, right? Like... Yeah, I knew you can definitely send scouts out. But is there a magical way of doing it? I mean, obviously we, we haven't got like a mirror or anything like that anymore but you haven't but you do have access to mage smiths yeah so if you wanted to ask ellen if she had some smart gadgets a super telescope <laughs> yeah what we need is some big hall that you can sing in <laughs> as you just view everything that's going on <laughs> and also of course tristan did manage to sing his way to witnessing what the drake was up to yeah, that is true. And you can tell, like, are there echoes of the, the corrupted harmony that you can sense? Because you can sense the, the Canavir Fae, can't you? Sort of, I guess. You've done it in the past, yeah. Yeah, but I'm trying to remember how you could I feel those. You could feel those pulses. Okay, maybe I'll uh, I'll take a little mooch up. Is it dangerous to you, though? To Nothing to... dangerous to me, kid. <laughs> and I storm <laughs> off. Hey, don't shove me. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, Adam, I'm so sorry I was trying to act all tough, I didn't see that <laughs> We'll take a mooch to the southern wall And stand astride it with my glowing guitar Oh, okay, and you're just going to try and play out that music But at the same time I want to sort of send a beacon That says, like, we are here Come to us, come on Come you know, get some it, Yeah. <laughs> if you're hard enough If I plan on doing that, when I fail this role that won't happen, so I won't light oh, okay. up. <laughs> I mean, they know where we are, though. So yeah, let's put a beacon, a beacon into the sky that says, "Fuck you." We're the hawks. <laughs> I'm gonna send up the flaming hawk. <gasps> I'm gonna yes. magically send up the flaming hawk, which is uh, something I've been working on from a, a new sword. Like a bat signal, but a hawk and flaming. Is that a power cord or something? It's also glittering. Yeah, but it will also scouts the land for us this huge green flaming hawk okay that sends a beacon to for miles around <laughs> but also instills fear and hope and joy so we've gone from spying on somebody to advertising yeah. that we're here is that where here we go oh are? no i've just closed it yeah i was just about to hit the roll <laughs> so we couldn't back out on this <laughs> so as the wind and the rain are lashing the southern I slowly walk up the battlements and start to sing a song of defiance and of of searching and of finding. It's a two-way street, unfortunately. If you want to search, you're going to be found. If this is a failure, you're going to be struck by lightning. For sure. Climbs <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> to the highest point you can in a storm. That's how I'm just that's how I boost my power. And then project power directly upwards yeah, that's it creating a convenient route to earth <laughs> tristan never fails oh he did the cocky thing and it paid off this is a full success and it's a good one yeah. so what exactly does tristan do <laughs> it's on this wall yeah it's a kind of like for some reason an afternoon storm i guess has blown in yeah no i'm i'm helping to call it in as well i'm calling in the 
the remnants of the raindrops in the melody and the dew that's on the morning leaves and I'm swirling it all about me. I basically storm as well. You're basically doing a reverse Saruman. There's just like storm clouds rushing towards yeah. you from the mountain. Good, good. And I'm forming the electrical crackling storms into the form of a huge hawk and the lightning is flickering uh, green inside because of my guitar and my previous relationships with the consumer. Yeah. You're never letting that consumer go. I will never let that go. We could have won this entire thing. <laughs> like, done. I'm king of the world now and everything's chill. So this huge, like, glittering green hawk of shining light, like a storm comes rumbling in. Yeah. And then you see this glittering hawk of shining light. And at first people are head down because of the storm. And they look up and they see it. And you hear them shouting. You hear this chant coming from the town. Oh, God. And they're like... Falcons, 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 falcons. <laughs> oh well, <laughs> it'll do. And have I got any power for it to screech out hawks so, <laughs> as it flies away? With a hawks, with a hero squash. Definitely. Well, yeah, with a, with a hero squash. White-tailed sea eagle. <laughs> I'm gonna have it as it flies away. It says, "Fuck the falcons." <laughs> Well, that was certainly impressive, Tristan. So, uh, how many armies are coming? You, you oh. hear the people in the you hear the people in town going for the falcons, for the falcons. <laughs> it's all in the shape Brilliant. of the tail, I think. Uh, they should know the difference. Fair enough. If it works, I suppose. So I'm gonna personally ask how long I'm gonna glance down at my watch. I'm like, yeah, I'm not really sure actually. I just kind of sent it out. <laughs> oh, I assume right. it okay. keeps going, and it's gonna it's gonna come back. It's gonna, oh, it's gonna come back. Okay, fine. Gonna come. I think it's gonna come back. Did you put a timer on it? No, I was kind of wrapped up in the uh, the majesty of the spell. <laughs> wrapped it up. So you're, were you also sensing through the magic to try and find out? Yeah, so it's going to sort of send the rip. Basically, it's kind of like an echo echo location. So as soon as that it sees slash hears slash touches something, I will hear the sound slash vision okay, bounce yeah. back. and send out his bat yeah. thing beep. <laughs> Yeah, so you feel it pass over into the world like this echo and you feel the reflection back. You feel the drake is a distance away. Okay, good. Wasn't going that far, but... Like, far, far away. And you feel that sense of the canavir, that sense of Amberforax. You feel that. And then, again, you feel it. And these are different directions now. And again, and again, and again. Five. Oh my word. Oh no. And I'm thinking that's um, Ambi Magic users rather than just these little man beasts. You think those are the Canavir Fang? Okay, now what directions are they? They're kind of like spread across the continent across the south. from the south right over to I mean... the east. Okay. But also, along with that, you can feel like a scattering of something in the south. It feels like dust or grain beneath your signal. It's like, it okay. it's almost like a cloud. It's like a cloud to radar. It's small, yeah. but it's broad. Multiples. And you feel something similar over to the east, to the southeast. Again, very large. How many days or weeks away do I estimate? By coincidence, your estimate would be yep. 
You have about 10 days till all these things converge. Ooh. I don't think that's um, significant. I'm not saying that's the narratively <laughs> uh, convenient say. thing, but... Yeah. <laughs> okay. If a drake leaves Avashar travelling at 200 <laughs> kilometres an hour, and an army of Canavir Fae travelling at 80 kilometres. Okay. Right. I shall relay that information. Yeah, also, you don't get a sense of any other living dragons apart from the one here. I won't relay that given how confident I was in my we've still got one alive. <laughs> so I'm going to nod at Percy and give him a we got this. Don't worry, nothing's going to surprise us. Oof, good, good news, everyone. I think we're fine. Good. The best of news, fellows. <laughs> because Tristan always tells the truth and every yep. bit of Tristan. detail. Yep. Yep. Never lies. So five, five armies. I'll whisper to Enigma, one of the dragons is dead, Enigma. Don't tell what? anyone. I'm not going to. Or you can tell them, but this is a secret. So you'll be giving us secret information. <laughs> I'll never tell a soul. How, how big are each of these armies that you've uh, sensed? A big as a cloud on a radar. <laughs> what's what's a radar? radar? <laughs> wow, really? You know echolocation, but you don't know radars? Come on, guys. <laughs> um, I would say, yeah, how many fields of corn are we talking, Ben? That's the metric we deal in in the olden days. How many actual whales? In, enough to feed a kingdom. Wow, okay. I mean, relative to our size, I'm, I'm mostly interested in. Yeah, as big as Arishar? Oh, d like, at least a city, yes. Wow. Do they do they dwarf the forces that we have? I mean, some of your forces are actually dwarfs. Mm, that's true. <laughs> so, yeah, I, they, they already have been. Yeah, you feel like you are probably outnumbered, but you do have a defensive area. I'll tell Percy, we're outgunned, but we're never outnumbered. <laughs> you literally have the only gun in the world. <laughs> yeah, we do. You're, you're we outnumbered, never but you're never outgunned. Oh my God, the guy's got one true. gun. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, let's pull people... Everyone's going to die outside of this wall um, unless they move. So let's move people... Um, as many as possible down into the dwarven cities. Let's booby trap all of like a, a line of houses. Um, make sure that there is a bit of a fire. Well, the wall will serve as a fire break, won't it? If it uh, goes too out of control. Um, so we want to make sure that it's a pretty hostile place to have to assault through. Um, so we can rig it up so that it all catches fire. Um, but then also chuck in a load of um, fresh branches and green stuff so that it's uh, it's caked in smoke and it makes it hard to see what's going on. Uh, create a bit of confusion down there as well and just sort of prepare that area assuming that they're going to crash up against the the wall. Okay, cool. Hmm. So we need some kind of catapult nets as well. I'm thinking that um, Adam, those those weapons that you have Yes. Can they be replicated in any way? Oh, that'd be nice. The... Now it's my thing. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> as in, as in insight. Or at the very, uh, they haven't been replicated even in my time. There's like, there's a, there's a set of them. Are there elements of them that we can replicate? Can we make these 
ballistas repeat themselves rapidly or something like that. We can make finger guns. By by examining uh, them. Yeah. Uh, if I had the right ingredients, I can make more ammunition. If you Could trust you... me, Adam, I reckon I can take that weapon apart and put it back together <laughs> pretty, pretty like, reliably, I would say. If anything, I could probably improve it. That is your skill, isn't it? <gasps> Ooh, it is. Thank you, Enigma. That is one of my known skills among the hawks. It's not really come up yet, so don't question it. But... I can't believe you haven't used engineering skill. Yeah, we just haven't. Weird you took that in 2016. Yeah. This uh, skill is actually known as Tristan's gunsmith. <laughs> it's, uh, he's not a gunsmith, he has a myth that he is good with guns. <laughs> oh, we should have written about, we should have described your gun to the dwarves in the... The prophecies. Well, we could. I mean, Ellen Fireside is that her name? Farnside. Farnside. She. Would you be able to work with her to to see if there's any aspects of the stuff that you're using that we could um, use to upgrade these ballistas that seem to have arrived, like conveniently in our harbour, before yeah. we start setting them up? Yeah. I'll give it a try. Um. Just. And whilst I'm sort of thinking of things like. Was there ever any sort of significance to this big bowl shape? This big bowly wall? We have never established why it's like that. I think we should establish that. I mean, it, if it's like shaped, like you don't build things in a big bowl shape for nothing, do you? So if it's there no, to allow... Big cereal bowl? Or... Well, if it's to, to increase the resonance of a of a song sort of back in... Mm back in the the olden days, then that might be something that we can use. Um, oh, I thought it kind of bounced the magic back in, like, as it comes yes. in. That is that is what it's for. <gasps> oh, Tristan's a genius! <laughs> I will bow on top of the wall, because I've been shouting all this down to Tristan. <laughs> I've been amplifying my voice. This whole conversation has been booming across the city. Everyone in the city, everyone in the city is like, holy shit, there's loads of armies coming. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! This is so bad. Panic! Panic! Like it's six a.m. The bakers are awake doing the bread. Percy! 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 I can't see! Can't see! Can't see! <laughs> People have started looting and like yeah. smashing windows <laughs> in. We're doomed. All they think it's a conspiracy theory. Nobody is shifting. Yeah. They know the houses well, can be set alight. Just um. Come. So how about if we divide up um so that if adam if you talk to the um the, the forge priests the priestesses um enigma you had a good relationship with the dwarves didn't you do you think you'd be able to organize some people taking refuge down there i don't see why not and then if myself and tristan um team. you have a job already person yeah yeah well, I'm also thinking that I would quite like to do a ritual um, centred on the Antikythera, and that could probably tie into anything that we want to do with enhancing this big bowl fortification uh, in some way. Maybe if yeah. we could do something so that um, Tristan is able to sort of resonate some song, then maybe we can set something up so that we can gain some means of storing that power and unleashing it all at once or something like that. The other thing you have on your plate is, in a couple of days, you've got an appointment with Hector. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But we'll all go along to that. So. Okay, cool. Let's let's do that. Most of these things, I think, are going to happen below the abstraction layer. 
but they are all useful information. So Enigma liaises with the dwarves and helps to find... They are very willing to assist in this and you're able to set up temporary doorways into the Dwarven Kingdom from areas outside the city along the ridge so that people can get in e more easily because they're evacuating a lot of people from the city as well and they're able to figure this into their plans relatively simply simply so you're able to you have the logistical capacity adam what what kind of thing do you reckon we're going to be able to do with the technology from inside well are we going to have like revolver ballistas certainly like re repeating ballistas would be cool yeah yeah that might be something quite like building from that technology so they have like barrels of these massive bolts that then just kind of like revolve round yeah yeah and fire and then they like unload one and load the next in uh yeah and obviously the ammunition i can i can make uh, uh ammunition that well at least inside it's armor piercing but i think that's the gun property rather than the ammunition yeah yeah but the ammunition sets things on fire <laughs> yeah so you can make incendiary heads why don't you fill the barrels full of swords so that when they fly out, loads of swords go flying forwards? That's uh -huh. a great idea. I think it might interfere with the actual mechanism that's like rotating and fitting the next one in. <laughs> no, you put the swords in the barrel so that when the thing fires the barrel out... It doesn't fire the barrel. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Why not fire an exploding barrel that when it lands, it explodes with loads of swords? Barrel of swords. And then you've armed the opposition. <laughs> Perfect. Wow. Tristan comes in with some useful recommendations, with some big ideas. Yeah, yeah, we'll think about those, uh, Tristan. Yeah yeah, 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 thanks, yeah. Scratch that, scratch that. <laughs> I'll strut out confident that I've helped. <laughs> Don't write that down. Take it on board. Yeah. Pop my head back in. You wrote that down, yeah? yeah, yeah. So you, uh, know, you know you got my... Yeah, 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 yeah. put it cool, on the cool, list. Cool, yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. Ah, oh, brilliant, brilliant. Glad I can help out. Glad I can help. Da, 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 da. The church knights and the city guard, the, a lot of the city guard are helping to like supervise evacuations. The church knights are built working on preparing booby traps in among the abandoned housing. Do you like tell people this is your plan or are you like, we'll look after your houses, don't worry, you, you get evacuated? We'll keep them warm. <laughs> I mean, I, I think Percy would probably be fairly honest with them <laughs> okay so so he so you do like you ask for people willing to give up their home to the defense of the well, city. i mean we we make clear that there is a um large force of uh of fey that's on its way that is going to destroy yeah. this entire area whether or not we do anything yeah yeah okay uh, because they're going to be pushing up through there so i mean that it, it almost the point at which we were asking people whether or not they want to give up their home. I mean, that that's kind of yeah. immaterial, really, for what's um, what's approaching. It's like saying, you know, do people mind if we stick in a flood defence when there's a tsunami coming, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Either we do and you maybe get damaged, or we don't and you definitely get trashed. Yeah, yeah that's, <laughs> that's legit. Um, okay, cool. You are able to prepare some of these booby traps... The next day, a runner comes up to you, Percy and Tristan, and they're like, a ghost has been sighted flying over the wall. What should we do? 
Catch it, man. Catch it. <laughs> it's a ghost. Is what this we... your first ghost encounter? <laughs> you got to bust that thing. <laughs> I heard that if you touch a ghost, they can turn you into a ghost. You ain't afraid of no ghost. Mm, no, but this is a ghost. I wouldn't be afraid at all if there was no ghost. Okay. Where was it sighted? Drifting over the wall. And you can kind of see this little shape flying over. And it does look like a ghost. It's like a little white sheet just drifting down. A land of the dead ghost. Wait, wasn't that a thing on the rolling things? Oh, I thought it was a land of the dead. Is that like, yeah, is that like wing? It was. Whereabouts is wing? We're just going, at wing! Wing's like, what, what? <laughs> like, he comes trotting up and a moment later this ghost comes spiralling down and like lands in his hands. Now <laughs> soldier, get it! Stab it! <laughs> it just runs through wing. <laughs> I had to kill the ally as well as the ghost. Huzzah! Wing says, this is from Grandmother Chi. Hey! Ah, the message reads, All ogre raids and attacks have ceased. Instead, they seem to be gathering and marching west. Are we west? Our scouts indicate they have a leader who is drawing them to march in good order. A leader. Now, is that going to be the King Ogre that we did something with? There was a King Ogre, yes. I mean, it might just be... But he was in prison when you met him. It might yeah. be the Drake. I don't know. I feel like the Ogre... I thought we turned all the Ogres back into people. No. You ended the curse. And when you ended the curse, it stopped more people being turned into Ogres. And it stopped the Ogres being driven to Malahim. So for the last year or so, since then or at least the last six months, they kind of kicked off quite a lot and they were quite a problem to the people on the steps. So this is why the raids and attacks ceasing is unusual because they've been carved chaotic wild creatures. I was hoping they'd uh, come, in, come in to thank us. Well, they might be coming to that's thank it. you, but you think that's the, you think that's the Eastern army you sensed. Okay, right. Yeah, this is old news, Wing, come on. Come back when you've got something <laughs> fresh. Hot off the presses. Well, it's just nice to see Granny's handwriting, really. That's true. Does she send any packet? Does she mention me? No, no. no. She's like, <laughs> she's like, I hope that Tristan is dead. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what? Oh, wicked sense no, of humour. No, I'm joking. On that I'm one. joking. I'm joking. She sends, she sends love to all of you and says she hopes you're being careful. Ah, always careful. We are careful. And haven't ripped up wingsuits <laughs> or lost our knives, that kind of thing. No, we haven't totally that. missed. Yeah, lost all the power they gave us straight away. Um, <laughs> it's interesting that she says that the ogres were doing their own thing, and a leader has gathered them together. Mm. Do we think that's the Drake or some somebody else? Another fay. It could be Papa Wild. You never know. If this particular army is directionless, apart from somebody that holds sway over them, then there might be some value in a little expedition to take that individual out and that I mean yeah. if that was capable of removing an entire army that might be worth a shot yeah I still feel like they might be friendly but you know if they're not maybe Enigma can go and find out if they're friendly and if they're not mm, she'll come back job well done there's, there's absolutely no way a creature that can control a whole bunch of orcs I mean I'll just I'll just shoot an arrow through their eye they'll be fine yeah exactly shouldn't be too much trouble yeah You'll be back before breakfast. It would be good to know, yeah, wh wh whether they're on our side or not. I am going to examine the... Yeah. Before we assassinate their leader. Examine the strands of possible futures. Okay. Ooh. Cool. Nice. Oh, good roll. 
That's a good role. So truth and consequence. So I get to name three people, groups, or social institutions, and for each subject I name, the GM will tell you what sort of consequences this future event will have for them. Okay. And I can only examine each event once. So what is the event you're looking at here? Uh, what event should we go for? The army arriving? Might as well. What happens when the ogre yeah. army arrives? Yeah, go on. That sounds like a Pretty good one. straightforward. Okay. Of the three things, then, the ogre army is obviously one of them. Yep. Their leader, who, yep. has, ra- who has been referred to by Grandmother Chi, is going to be the next one. Yep. Um, and we could see ourselves, couldn't we? But Could we tag on Hector and make sure that this meeting's going to go okay? Or uh, I could do a separate one for the for that. Uh, maybe we should ask about the Drake and see if their leader and the Drake have the exact same future. Oh, interesting. That might help us determine whether it's... Uh, yeah, let's do that. So, you're talking about the army of ogres. Yeah. The leader referred to by Grandmother Chi and the Drake. So we're particularly interested in whether that, those last two are the same. Okay, so you sink into this vision space. You find yourself moving through the streams of magic. You feel a steady pull on you from behind as you drift out towards the step. And the vision carries you into the dusty grassland. And there's this huge wall of dust like a cloud. And marching through it, you see the ogre's huge, powerful, misshapen forms as they march through. Some of them are playing like drums of some kind and they're all marching in time with them. And at their centre, you see what looks like the old ogre king that you met under the city. And there are still, they're like manacles and chains hanging from his wrists. But his expression is completely different. He stands very tall. He walks very accurately. There's a humorous gleam in his eye, and on his shoulders are these great spines reaching out through his shoulders. And as you pass closer, he looks at you and he winks and he says, Say hi to Tristan for me. He fucking does. (laughs) You cheat! (laughs) Then you start to reach into the future of their arrival, and you see the drake coming out of the east dragging a terrible shadow behind it you see this army approaching from the east arriving towards the walls of arishar which is already beset by strange twisted vine creatures but the drake arrives well before the army as they get towards the city your vision starts to fragment There is something about what is happening at the city that defies prophecy. Okay. Oh, um, one of your friends says hi, um, Tristan. Oh, is it the Ogre King or my father who was out there? Yeah, the Ogre King. His accent seemed familiar. Um, Oh, yeah. (laughs) How does it sound? Yeah, almost sort of pigeon Irish. Interesting, interesting. I guess maybe that's what he sounded like uh, when he was less cursed. You know, maybe he. Yeah. Maybe that's his maybe, normal maybe, voice. Maybe. Oh, the yeah, maybe. um, 
the ogre king was uh, was marching with these ogres. Um, yeah, that's the ogre king, all right. That's classic. <laughs> ogre it seems king. to be um, b- beating uh, beating a load of drums. I mean, there's no way anyone um, could be, I don't know, working similar magic to you and keeping them all in check through like drum beats and music or something like that. Because you're the only one really that can do that. You? Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's fair to say I can probably work out who it is, or we can probably. Uh... <laughs> Tristan wouldn't have taught anyone. <laughs> no, no, no. I didn't teach. I mean, anyone can bang a drum, quite frankly. Well, I mean, yeah, that, I, I, it, it's perhaps a pertinent question because if that is what's happening, then perhaps there's something that we can... If they're under some sort of spell, then it might be that we could attempt to yeah. break that. Whereas if it's just some drums, because that makes it, you know, easy to march under, then um, obviously that's that's not worth us really considering. As far as you know, then Ambithorax has never had access to anything like that, has it? I mean, drum magic, no. A little no? bit of okay. the, a little bit of the melody, maybe. He probably, you know, he's pretty powerful. If he's not using the little bit of the melody I taught him, he's just using his own magic. Why would? Hang on. Come on, we've established what happened with me and Ambithorax. <laughs> okay. <laughs> It was Ambiforax who created yeah. the curse and created yeah, the Yeah, ages back in the day. So he, they are his creatures also. Yeah, so okay. it's not necessary that he's... So he's music, just got but... dominion over yeah. them anyway. Yeah, fine. Yeah. Okay. I'm in the clear! <laughs> <laughs> another another situation yeah. averted for Tristan T. Wilde. Yeah, okay, so that's probably not worth us focusing on. Or unless well, he's coming to help us fight the drake. You never know, he's a, he's a whimsical fellow. I reckon I could have a... Maybe I'll have a word with him. I'll do a bit of ritualing tonight and see if I can convince him to help us fight the drake. You never know. <laughs> I mean, he did did always have a soft spot for Bambui, so... Um, he did. You know. You never know. Mm. You don't want to be bested by Bambui. I'll do a little couple <laughs> of solo episodes while I pop back and say hello. He's in my <laughs> realm now. I summon him into a room, but what I've actually done is just written a letter that says, please meet me here at this time, in this room. (laughs) You're in my realm now. Politeness is what gets people into rooms magically. (laughs) Actually, I'll have a look. I'll see if I can... I might be able to scry on him a lot more easily with my... I'll just bring up my little guitar, look in there, have a look for him. In fact, yeah, my guitar seems to work like a mirror now. To be clear, you are aware that that's a two-way yeah. channel at, when you do that. Yeah, but I assume that when my guitar is tucked away and invisible and hasn't been summoned, he's not able to... Just, he's not like Google Home it's or not, it's, it's Alexa. Not, it's not like Google yeah. Home, but suffice to say, if you are using it to scry, you are also going to be yeah. seen. Like, Tristan would be aware of that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, of course. I mean, it's like looking... It's a, it's a face FaceTime. <laughs> Maybe I'll just keep the camera... I'll cover the guitar in a black cloth, but oh no, I And all you'll see is one of my eyes peeking through this cloth. <laughs> Hi, you there? So I'm thinking that I would like to do a ritual, because the Antikytha is presumably a place of power, mm. to attempt to close the roof of this big bowl that we're in. Like that tennis place? Yeah. Or the Millennium Stadium? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that we choose the weather we fight in. Well, I'm mostly thinking that we can. I can create a circle of protection if I just supercharge that using the Antikythera. Then that will prevent extra planar 
creatures coming in, but I don't know if that will particularly help us in many ways. Okay. I mean, it can't hurt us, can it? It amplify it. What we really want to do is create some sort of barrier that will um, act against Drake fire. I mean, I hear there's a notion for that. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Partially kind of works. Uh, Also, have we actually got a better idea of whether the dragon's going to be awake in 10 days or... The dragon is going to be awake. You know that you have triggered his awakening and the dwarves are preparing for that exact thing, so... And our objective here, Percy, is is to keep the dragon alive as long as possible. So I think that the the deal that we struck um, to negotiate sort of the recreation of reality, um, which is probably something that's also going to influence your world. Um, Welcome. I think that the Antikythera was probably counting down to that. Um, and so the dragon that we've got beneath our city here, I reckon that if, um, if Bambury can eat him before that counts down, then the existing cornerstones of like reality in the world will all be within his power anyway. So he might be able to um, get ahead of that process and stop it and put something else in place so that it doesn't happen and he doesn't get lost. So I think what our objective is, is to make sure that that dragon stays alive until the Antikythera counts down to zero. That's my guess, but I mean, I'm I might be wrong. I understand. So, I wonder if we can speed the Antikythera up. We've got so much magic coming to this place. There must be some way we can try and convert it and channel it. Oh, if we could do something like any magical entities near within the bowl is channeled even quicker into the Antikythera. Yeah, we might just be like when you've got an egg timer, you can just spin it back. Ding, 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 ding. So that might be worth trying to do. Mm, I, I think. Yeah, so if we can increase yeah. the speed, if we can kind of. It's already like drawing things in, though, isn't it? It's drawing magic into it. I feel like the, the Antikith was counting down to a point in time that we've already set um, by a deal that was forged well, in one of the previous ages. Uh, so us trying to nip in and then redo that at this point might start to unravel our deal. Renegotiating the contract. It might. Well, <laughs> if when we left. It was going fast, but nowhere near as fast as when we changed the game to wake the dragon up. So I guess we've already done that. But there might be something we could do, like converting energy or maybe getting like the dandy to sing more songs directly into the Antikythera. Try and get, I don't know, try and speed the flow up a bit. Buy us some time. Are you like around the Antikythera at this point? Are you like checking it out while you're having this conversation yeah Yeah, because we're scoping out whether a ritual could be done to attempt to defend this bit of the the city against just being annihilated within like five minutes from above and we kind of last time we were daring each other to get a bit closer so we're kind of getting a bit cocky about this thing now we're really trying (laughs) to get in like who can touch it quickly whip the hand back oh you can't get close to touching it now firstly it's hot Secondly, I'm immune to fire. <laughs> That's been established. You're immune to fire, but what you're finding is the magic is being drawn out oh, of yeah. you into it. All the music is being drawn Look, out there, of you. There we go. We've got to be able to use that somehow. 
Percy, you feel something similar. You can feel like your access to the realms and you start to think if this is a growing power, that might be what's affecting your prophecy. By that point in time, the magic of your prophecy could be being sucked into the Antikythera if it's growing in power. Waste of bloody time that was. <laughs> we woke the dragon up. Prophecies just. I specifically your uh, truth and consequence prophecy you were doing just then. Yeah, where you're yeah, like, yeah. Uh, What happens here? Enigma, you can also feel if you music vision Enigma, where normally she looks kind of like a black void, yeah. she looks all. It's almost like smoke, like darkness is being drawn like smoke into the device. I was also thinking. I wonder if we could get Land of the Dead to help somehow. Get a couple of death archons out here. Can I tell the type now smoking? <laughs> okay. Oh, you feel you feel a real kind of uncomfortable pull towards it. Definitely, like like with Tristan. It's disorienting. Try and ignore him. Yeah, but it's he's like invading all, your those of oh, fine Ben. You continue. Those of you who are experiencing this, it's like imagine like someone's pulling your jumper in a particular direction. But it's not enough to pull you, but it feels weird because it's almost like some of you is going that way and some of you isn't. So it's it's a bit kind of, you feel a little bit of nausea. We really don't like people pulling your jumper. Uh, Adam, you feel fine because you're not really magic. Ow, zinger. Except your river, <laughs> your river does start to heat up. That feels warm on your chest when you're near. Uh. Would, do I think the speed of the Antikythera would increase if I threw the river into it? Like a sacrifice that we were willing to make. How about the moment of your death? What if we threw that into it? <laughs> all, you're, all you're proposing is, all you're proposing is that we lose time. How, yeah, exactly. That's you can't lose if there's no time to lose it in. Yeah, Tristan, you could just wait. Oh. <laughs> time happens eventually. So, yeah, and, and Percy, one of the things you think is that. If you try and do something close to the Antikythera to protect it, what you do will probably get sucked into it. Right, okay, fine. And you start to think, in fact, Tristan, you can probably see this. I can. Because you saw it before you went down, before, but... Yeah, I did. You realise <laughs> that the bowl is kind of focusing magic to the Antikythera. That's what I said! I'm a genius... Twice a genius. Up top. Yeah. So we can... <laughs> I wonder if we can still do something with that, though. Like, if we go ahead with a ritual, a really big ritual, like the circle would be the size of the city, so that when the drake starts gobbing fire at any point of the city, we just speed that fire on its way to being swallowed up into the Antikythera rather than just toasting our heads off. I just said that! Don't you dare claim this is your plan now, Percy! <laughs> All the knight commanders are like, Oh, Percy, Lord Percy, an excellent <laughs> suggestion! What the... I... Oh. I, I yeah, I, I wasn't listening to you. <laughs> we got there in the end. Yeah, let's make this battle like as undramatic as possible. Like, let's neutralise yeah. all the magic so that uh, no one can do anything flashy. Uh. Actually, that would be kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, you can set that in motion. You can order all the Smith Enchanters to start building equipment to try and do that, Percy. Or hear me out. 
Arashard Arashard gig part two. (laughs) (laughs) It's the only way to get that many people out on the streets and helping us. Well, I mean, if the whole of Arashard is supposed to be there to increase the resonance of your song, then you probably should start planning. Planning a gig. An Arashard gig. Just got them down a dwarf hole. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you just need to really start working on some... Working on some power chords to blast out. The chords of power. Okay, so you have a plan for this. Is it going to be Tristan's gig? Is that how you're going to do this magic? A bit of both. Yeah, bit of ritual, bit of gig. Combine the two. We could do it as a big ritual. Okay, cool. Well, so you set about arranging that. Like a jazz fusion ritual. <laughs> yeah. Sorrow is like drumming up support, but not with drums, obviously. Yeah, yeah, just getting some support. Yeah, it's the drum-free gig, just in case it gives uh, Amphorax some way to look in. No drums! Just a big drum circle (laughs) around the bowl. That's what I want. I mean, there's no one there to watch it because we've sent them all underground, so it's, you know, it's our Charlotte unplugged. You sent the people outside of the bowl underground. (laughs) It's very intimate. The people inside the bowl. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and there are still, like, knights and the dragon guard and all these, like, so there's there's quite a military. They like they want to hear the classics though. They're quite quite. <laughs> it's like when they used to send Bob Hope over to Vietnam to talk to people. <laughs> That's what this is. It's for the troops. Arashar for the troops. We'll meet again. And it's spelt with a four because there's four hawks. <laughs> nice. So the next day, the connection to the southern ice is completed. They get the gate configured, and Grant's Fraffin comes in. And he's like, Night Commander, our fellas, we got the thing working now. So if you want to check to old friend Hector, he's right ready to talk to you. Excellent, yep. Yeah, I think now would be a timely moment to do it. So he leads you down and then along the aqueduct by the canal this little level area where he agreed that he could set up this connection. It does look like a wardrobe. They've actually put a little kind of dark tent around it. He says, the sun was causing all kinds of interference, so we we just set this up. This is our final. And then within that, there's just a wardrobe. And when you open it, you just see the snows of the southern ice. He says, now, did you want to go to Hector? Did you want him to come to you? I think it would be I. It would probably be better if he came to me. All right, sure. I think at, at this point I'm I'm easy either way. But uh... this is incredible. Is there any way we can use this tactically, like store an army? But yeah. Holy shit! We fire wardrobes at the enemy, <laughs> given the gun system I previously established, <laughs> and then the enemies come flying out as instead of swords, it's enemies that explode into them. No, no one, no one, no biters, hey, no takers. That sounds like a high-casualty co- <laughs> high uh, weapon. Yeah, thank you. Casualties for the bad guys. It's Perfect. All, it'll be fine. It's just for the NPCs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Don't worry about us, buddy. We're fine. Um, what, what do you fancy, team? Should we go through the wardrobe to see Hector in, uh, or stay here? It feels safest, potential traps aside, that if he comes here. I mean, I, I feel like at this point, if he's not with us, then... <sighs> We're probably going to get murdered anyway. <laughs> go, go on, yes. Uh, he, he can come through to us. That's just err uh, uh, on the side of caution. Yeah. Grant's scurries off 
And a few minutes later, you see him returning, followed by Hector, who looks much as you remember him last time you saw him. Hector's quite a solid-built guy. He's got a well-trimmed beard and, like, dark hair with a silver, with kind of a few silver streaks in it. He looks quite smart. He's wearing his Ice Watcher armor, but kind of like a polished show plate. He has a few ice priests with him and a couple of guards who kind of come in, but he's carrying a white flag. Now, Enigma! <laughs> I forgot my white flag. Mm. He says, barely a mark of good faith, old chap. You know how it goes. Yes, of course. Jolly good to see you, Percy, as he steps out. He steps out and then he's like, oh, it's warm here. It is rather hot, yes. I have too many layers. Good to see you, old chap. No hard feelings about last time. You know, sometimes you're on different sides. Sometimes I'll put my hands up. You don't know you're on the same side. Yes, well, I, I do feel that perhaps we've spent um, way too long fighting against each other when, in fact, the real enemy was uh, elsewhere all along. Yes, I, I don't even know where the real enemy came from, Percy. Honestly, he just appeared one day. Mm. Really made a mess of things. Well, funny thing, these uh, prophecies and how they pan out, aren't they? <laughs> it's, it's very strange, but you know what? Thanks to uh, Ludovic Kreese, a truly great individual, somehow the power that reached through him has shaped our world and given me a direction. I know now it's time to be a shield, Percy. We're going to be a shield, aren't we? Well... If you believe that your direction is in being a shield, then um, that's quite convenient because we have something really very important to shield. You have two things, really, don't you? Ramnilan and you have the gate. Yes, quite. I see you've been doing your homework. I have indeed. I've been researching in detail since I realised that this was the path that I should always have taken. I thought by assuming control of this entire realm, I could prepare when the gate was needed. But the world is more chaotic than that. I should have seen it coming. In that, I was defeated by my own hubris as much as anything, and also the Drake. I would love to see that little bastard flattened, frankly, Percy. Uh, well, you may yet have the opportunity for that. At least I hope you do, because uh, he's on his way to this very place. It's as we fit. Yes, so if you, if you see your destiny standing against the drake uh, and doing it as you say then we would be happy for you to join us here but i i would suggest that there is only one of the the dragons left after this there's really nothing to fight for so don't leave anything on the table no you're right let's bring everything we have here everything we can my reach is partly through Olumbria's power Olumbria cannot leave her location she has been held there for thousands of years. Unless you were to free her, of course. But even then, we are far from her realm. Hmm. Um, what would the consequences of freeing her be? You know her more than I? I do. And she is many-faceted, but I believe broken as well by her incarceration. So although she offers access to great power, my suspicion is that if freed, she would relinquish it and return to being an ephemeral part of the ice. But whether she would be prepared to stand with us or take some part in this first, 
I do not know. I think that's something we need to find out rather rapidly. Yes, yes, you're absolutely right. Can we parlay with her? I'll do it. Of course. Sounds like she needs wooing. (laughs) (laughs) It is quite possible to converse with her in a vision state. It's not too hard to achieve. I'm sure you'll be more than up to it. I dare say your companion with the harmonic magic might be as well. Excellent. And he gives Tristan a little nod. And said nod. With just a bit more flourish. <laughs> but that's out of respect. Very well. You realise what it is you're committing to here. The same thing I was always committed to, Percy. I seek to protect humanity from the end of everything. When the gateway opens, only one perspective gets to shape that power. Tell us, what, what do you know about the gateway? What have you been working on? Do you remember all those experiments we did when we were calling it the Antikythera mm-hmm. before I understood it oh we stopped calling it that ages ago yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Ridiculous>. <laughs> remember those oh. idiots oh. a funny spin ball <laughs> it, says, it seems that this whole city was shaped partly to be able to communicate with other parts of the stone empire but after the tide of light part of that was re shaped by some of the early smith enchanters and it was it was rebuilt so that over time it would begin to draw together the magic from the world with the ambition of collecting it into a point where it could be used as the starting point for a reborn world and this is some kind of plan of merapis this was her and her first Smith Enchanters put this plan together Hmm. long, long ago, not well recorded at all. When that power is gathered, whoever holds the gateway will be able to reshape the world. Said the name of the series. (laughs) What that means is that anyone with an interest in doing that is likely to seek the gateway. I see. And for yourself, acting as a shield, what, uh, what are your intentions? You say that you are. You wish to, to join in order to fight for humanity. You have designs on the gateway yourself? We must survive. The people of the world deserve to survive into whatever future there is. Powers that would seek the gateway, many of them do not care. They would tear the world asunder just for their own interests or inclination or overwhelm it in ice or fire or whatever elemental madness drives them forward. But we are a centre point. We have will and the desire to survive. So it must be a human perspective that controls the gate. And powers will come, I'm sure. Uh, powers are already on their way. Uh, we know this. Well, shit. I assumed that was correct, but it's still a shame to hear it confirmed. Let's waste no more time. You bring the forces that you have here. Join with what we've managed to assemble so far. Uh, and we will waste no time parlaying. We will speak to the Lady of the Ice. The Lady of the Ice. Uh, Tristan sends his regards. So, I think Hector suggests that he can prepare a ritual space so you can commune with her in the morning and goes off to give orders. As you're making your way back towards town, after this, you said your farewells to Grancis, who's maintaining this side of the gate. Are you leaving, like, some church knights... Just to keep an eye, kind of. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. As you're heading back into town, Wing comes running up and he says, Percy, Percy, um, could we have a quick word? Yes. The Lady Saffron, is she something to do with uh, that? I believe so, yeah. Well, I mean, 
be. <laughs> Let's say yes. <laughs> All right. We don't know. Well, you're the leader. I'll. I'll you. You're not going to break this. Uh, Saffron's been murdered. Hong Kong Ding Dong. Penis and another exercises. The Human Torch was denied a bank loan. Okay, on the map for listeners, people are helpfully writing left and right and west and east. Just so I can remember. I'm actually going to leave these here because this is going to be useful for me in future. Oh, I'm also getting port and starboard now. We're really covering all bases. Stuart, why are you licking your hand and poking Oz, your hair? You've got that stupid little bit of bulgy hair that I hate. I always know it's okay. on the podcast. <laughs> the he has got stupid little He has this incredibly it, short hair that doesn't make any difference. That's, it's I completely it. even I all it. the way over. Can look. It, it, <laughs> I can't see it. It's this not there. See it. Oh, that looks there's, really there's bulgy. No point now. Yeah, thank you. Oh, it's Grim, a bit bulbous. You. I think that's there just your head. Sure just... Yeah, I think that might just be your head. It is just my head. I'll cut it off later. <laughs> just shave off a bit of your skull it'll be fine yeah that that's the only indication you're actually an alien from star trek get rid of it i have down suddenly realize i don't have my right page out it means his left page um <laughs> yes it means a young man who will uh and a <laughs> and a crown <laughs> <laughs> it's like Lord Commander Oh no, that's the wrong accent <laughs> I, I gotta tell. do more of this kind yeah. of voice Lord Commander Yeah <laughs> I, like, I like it when Ben says that Because you know that the exact same dance, <laughs> accent Is about to happen <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> Hey, that's not right Okay, now I got it. <laughs> this is much more perfect. That's way better. I'm a goblin and I wrote the C codex. <laughs> I only have one accent. I, I boots. <laughs> nice to meet you, Tristan. <laughs> God, now you made me laugh instead of doing an accent. Oh, no. No, it's can't because I can't make my face be the right shape. <laughs> How does time work? <laughs>